is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed.
shepherd your feet and we come to you and worship at your feet Stalling water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. Can you remember doing something as a child that you knew you shouldn't have done, but nevertheless found it exciting? It may have been the buzz of exhilaration that made it so tempting, or the sense of anticipation coupled with knowing that you are overstepping a boundary. It is this sense of excitement which makes doing wrong appear so appealing. That the Bible is trying to express, however, the indifference. Which makes doing wrong appear so appealing that the Bible is trying to express. However, the inference is clear: the seductive nature of sin will deceive us and lead us into actions that we will later regret. The question is: is a sense of excitement bringing you nearer to overstepping a boundary or making an unwise decision? God bless you. An inspired writer um, in her book Adventist Home, you know, um, state clearly in page uh, 35, okay, that um, you need to really, you know, uh, live a life that is likened to that of Eden, and that is God's intention, right? And that life of Edenic type is a home where there is unity, a home where there is oneness. Between the, the husband and the wife. Unity among children and siblings. You know, a home where care is, is really demonstrated to family members. And then a home where you could see God visiting and angels will always be there. A home, a dynamic home, which is a Christian home, should be a type where everyone will feel comfortable to come and to run to. It should be a home where if you have opportunity to be, you will really forget your worries. That's why you're not being idealistic. That is where I, it is not idealistic, right? This is what that is why I'm saying we are not doing enough.
We are trying, but we are not doing enough. Now, a home where people will not bear grudges, right? So that if you are in a neighborhood and then people will see you fighting all the time and you say you are a Christian, what do you think people will take you for? So if that kind of unity that you have among yourself, you don't need to tell people. They will see it and they will talk about it. Oh, for these people, the way they are, every morning they move together. You see the man holding the hand of the, the, of the wife moving together. It is so wonderful. We haven't seen this kind of you know, marriage in this community before. That one you have spoken. And that is why I'm saying that you need to define what a Christian home should be and then it can have the, uh, uh, the impact that we are talking about. So, Asamoa, <laughs> I don't know, is there Asamoa from Foster? Asamoa, right. right. Um, most of the problems are caused by the pastors themselves. I think he's uh, talking about the fact that we are not able to control our children very well. Most of these issues are caused by the pastor themselves. Is a scholar saying that? Asamoa, okay. I don't know whether it's from the first Mr. Asamoa, we uh, know. You see, today I am speaking as a minister because this subject really is, uh, is, is really borders on Christianity and Christian life. So I'm speaking really realistically as a, as a minister. But why would he right? blame hmm. it on, on you pastors? That is why, that is where I am coming. You see, the other time we were discussing and this issue came up that pastors don't have the time to really even be with their family and then teach them that which he is, you know, um, um, entrusted to teach. And that is the challenge. As I'm here this morning, you see, I, I was telling you my wife, today is my wife's birthday. This, here I am. I cannot even see her face and the birthday will be over. And these are circumstances that will come. And if you have a child who has a birthday and you are not there to even know, show your concern, you only speak on phone, you can see the impact. So we are saying that pastors have challenges because of the, our schedule. We don't have our own schedule. We work under emergencies. And that is the challenge in, in, in every pastoral home. But in as much as there is that challenge, we must be able we must be able to do our best so that we will be able to impact the necessary, you know, um, virtue to the, 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 the society. Now, you see, do you know that, okay, best missionaries come from Christian home? Do you know that? You see, best missionaries come from Christian home. For we to even have Christianity here in Ghana, it were some people who devoted their time who devoted their talent to travel all the way from abroad to come here. In fact, you cannot do a missionary work until you are coming from a Christian home, a good one for that matter. So we are saying that best missionary will always come from Christian home. What? Who are these missionaries? They come to help society. They come to impart society. So the schools we are enjoying here, all the good things we are enjoying here, as a result of missionary work and this as a result of what good christian home so without it you will not even have the edge and the need to do that 
I have already told you that a good uh, Christian home is where we will have children who extend the good virtues they have learned in the house to their neighbors or your colleagues everywhere they will find themselves. I have also said that a result of a family unity is far-reaching. When your family is together, it's far-reaching. You don't need to tell it. When you are together, you don't need to tell it. People themselves will see and then will talk about it. And then when you had the opportunity to answer yourself, you tell them it is by the grace of God. Right? You see, um, in the same book, Adventist Home, there is something that is stated here, and I really love it so much, that good men are needed more than great minds. Good men are needed more than great minds. She alludes that the world is not so much in need of good minds as of good men who will be a blessing in their homes and everywhere they find themselves. Okay, counselor. This is what um, um, an inspiring writer just put right there. Do the leaders of the church today qualify per the biblical qualification that you must control your house? Right. The word used in King James was gravity. Are we then qualified as church leaders today per the biblical qualification? You see, if oh, you are compromising. Oh, it's not compromising. The less of two evils. It's by the grace of God. It's by the grace of God. You see, um, we don't have angels here on earth. We are all human. And the scriptures say we have all fallen. But uh, in spite of our fallen nature, Christ has also shown us grace. It is out of this grace that we have the opportunity to serve as leaders of the church. You just listened to a discussion on the topic Christian home. A continuation will be brought to you later. Inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu dot edu dot gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback.
the moment of truth. Hello, my wonderful listener, you are welcome once again to Moment of Truth, the Discover segment. This is a moment, as I always say, that we discover very important biblical truths that help us in our daily lives. 
And this moment, I believe, will discover another very important lesson for our lives. The last time we studied, we were looking at believing in the Bible. We went through a series of studies that seek to establish our belief and faith in the Bible. We discovered how God speaks to us through the Bible. We discovered that the Bible was written by God. We discovered that even though God used several authors, the Bible has a unity that signifies that it was from one person. We also realize that from the important characteristics that we can learn from the Bible, we can trust the Bible. And then we went ahead to look at how to understand the Bible and how the Bible can change our lives. I believe you have started your personal Bible study and that you have been reading the Bible from time to time. Today we are entering into another section of our Discover series. And it is a very important question I believe we all want to discover. Does my life really matter to God? That is a big question. Does my life really matter to God? Some mornings, the world seems like a paradise. You wake up, you take a deep breath by the window, you look out on the golden sunshine reflecting on the trees leaf by leaf. Some moments make life seem so precious. The face of a beloved friend as you say goodbye, the sublime piece of music that perfectly matches your mood, the unexpected affection of a small child. All these make life seem like a paradise. But sometimes also, the world seems like a place of horror. You wake up to newspaper headlines screaming about yet another terrorist bombing that maimed a blinded child. Yet another serial killer claiming his 10th victim or even the 20th victim. Another famine or flood or war or tsunami or earthquake somewhere. These are moments when nothing makes sense. Nothing seems fair. It looks like the world is about to crash and fall down. What does all this mean? Can we make sense of our wonderful and terrible world? Why are we here? Does my life really matter to God or am I just a minor cog in some vast cosmic machine? If we look at the world as we saw the other time, it is so vast that you wonder if your life really matters to God. But before we delve into this, I want us to look at this first part of the subject. The part that tells us that God created a perfect world. And we are going to go in that progression to answer the question. God is a creator. We have established that. He is the architect and designer of everything from supernovas to butterfly wings. Anything. No matter how big, no matter how small, even the little ant was created by God. He designed it. He is an architect. The Bible says in Psalm 33 verses 6 to 9, the book of Psalms chapter 33 verses 6 to 9, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and their starry host by the breath of his mouth. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded and he stood firm. That's what the Bible says. So the world was created by God. The heavens, their starry hosts, 
the stars, the sun, the moon, everything that you see in the skies. The Bible says he spoke and it became. He commanded and he stood firm. God has only to speak and the elements will obey his will. And that is the main and first point that I want us to look at. That our God created a perfect world. A world without any fault, without any sin. The Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep. And then it was in the midst of all this that God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And then by and by, day after day, God created things. And everything that he created, we read that was good. If you look at what we see in Genesis chapter 1, you realize that indeed God created a perfect world. Because after every day of creation, God will pause and say, or the writer will pause and say, God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was very good. So you see, God created a perfect world. He did not create a world with the kind of news that we hear often. He did not create a world or human beings with bad intentions the way we have them all around. In fact, when you go through the creation story, you will realize that everything that God created was perfect. Maybe when we meet again, we will be talking about how he did that, how he created this perfect world, and then we will help ourselves to answer the question whether our life really matters to God. But for today, what I want us to point out is that God created a perfect world and that the kind of atmosphere that we have which does not seem perfect is not the original creation of God. Everything that God made was good. And so I want to read that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. We will talk about these six days of creation the next time we meet. Until then, may God bless you. You have been listening to Pastor Josiah Andor. AWR Ghana. Thank you very much for staying with us once again. You can reach us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three zero three zero seven zero five one zero five eight or email us at radio at vvu or through the postal address. Adventist World Radio Ghana, P.O. Box AF595, Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. 
I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hands be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now.